Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl podcast. I am your host, Kristen. Happy October, everybody. I have got a fantastic show prepared for you today to kick it all off. My guest has some incredible knowledge and passion for the subject of the cryptid, so much so He has authored an entire series of books dedicated to these creatures, and we will get into some of these creatures in these absolutely outstanding books, as well as all of the other platforms and ways that he promotes education about them. I have a few announcements for you before we begin. First up, I, Paranorm Girl, will be hosting the show's first ever live stream for our Halloween special this year. Ah! I promised you a date and time in our last episode, and here is that information. Sunday, October 29th, we will begin our Halloween celebration at 5 p.m. Pacific. I have arranged for some very special guests to join us for our celebration Let's keep them a mystery for the time being. Feed the suspense a little bit, but you're going to love them as much as I already do. Probably as much as you already do. I don't know what you do with your spare time. Uh, There will also be a few friendly um, paranormal-based contests over the course of the show, the winners of which will win their very own Paranorm Girl tea. May the best ghoul or goblin win. And of course, what is a Halloween celebration without true spooky tales? This is where you guys will shine. Submit your personal encounter with the paranormal or otherwise unexplainable, nay, the inexplicable, to paranormgirlpod at gmail.com. That's it. Easy enough. And you will get it featured on this year's Halloween special. I will read your story during the live stream with full makeup and costume. That alone is more than worth the price of the tickets. Oh, how much are the tickets, you ask? Nothing. (laughs) They don't cost anything because we will be streaming on YouTube. So if you have not yet subscribed to the YouTube Do so before the 29th and click the notification button and get notified Sunday, October 29th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Be there or be square, y'all. Next quick announcement. Clem Dalloway hosts Ghost Tales by the Fireside. If you particularly love ghost stories, This is a show you need to immediately add to your downloads list. I have been listening for some time now. I met Clem a while back. I do not miss an episode. He's an incredible storyteller, and it just hits the spot. You know what I mean? I know my listeners will dig it, too. Uh, He is going to have some extra stories for you over on his page every week for the whole month of October. I will not miss it. Neither should you. I will link his Apple and Spotify for you to easily access below. Finally, a word from our sponsors, darlings. The Paranorm Girl podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Ladies, autumn is here. And if you haven't already told the man in your life, 
it's Fresh Face Fall. And nobody else can give his face the love it needs other than our friends at Manscaped. The folks who changed below his belt are here to help with their brand new Handyman Electric Face Shaver. Designed to give his face that smooth finish without the mess of a wet shave, it's the perfect tool for men with all beard lengths. Whether he's lining up his neckline or taking it all the way off to feel that autumn breeze... Make sure he joins the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to manscaped.com and use code PNG for 20% off and free shipping. Don't be a bad apple this year. Choose Manscaped. You know, Bigfoot is not the only cryptid who could use a little grooming love. In the world of cryptozoology... There's some mighty hairy creatures out there. While they're out there rustling about in the bushes, waiting for their next blurry photo op for the papers, they might appreciate being able to whip out their handyman electric face shaver and remove up to three days' growth without the mess of a wet shave. Or the handyman's skin-safe technology helping them to reduce unnecessary nicks and cuts. Or it's compact design that makes it oh so easy for travel. So, whether it's for a hairy monster on the go or your partner who is just looking like one, the handyman is the perfect tool to easily feel confident, refreshed, and ready to tackle whatever the day may bring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PNG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PNG. It's time to hit the refresh button with the handyman. My guest is the host of the Fedora Files, a cornucopia of eclectic entertainment featuring fascinating guests and mysterious tales from around the globe. He is also a cryptozoologist who has authored a series of books titled Happy Little Monsters. These books are sure to inspire the reader to delve deeper into the mystery of the cryptid world and alight their own curiosity to seek out even more of the legends and lore of the various monsters long said to roam this earth. He also has a pretty good sense of humor about the subject, which I wholeheartedly appreciate. Please enjoy my conversation with Gregory Fedora. Okay, well, you know, I'm 50. Uh, that's one, one thing, I'm 50. Uh, I've been fascinated with like stories, mythology, monsters, probably all, all my life. Like it, I've written from the time I was real, when I first learned how to write, I started writing stories and reading mythology. And I was always fascinated because I, in my mind, I was like, where did they come up with these things? And then I started processing as I got her, I was like, well, they must've experienced something and didn't know what they're. And so they, they like, they may have seen these things or saw something and they couldn't understand it. And then about, you know, when I was in eighth grade, I read a book on Bigfoot and I was fascinated by Bigfoot. That was so cool to me. And then Loch Ness. So, that, I mean, that's always, I think that's everybody's first intro into these, these monsters, like these cryptid, these mysterious fiends is Bigfoot and Loch Ness. Cause they, they have the best PR 
and you know they i don't know who they hire but they yeah. they're everywhere <laughs> great they publicists everywhere. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean like Loch ness goes away for a few months and then he's back again or she is nessie i guess and like they're looking for her again and like bigfoot you know there's so many shows about it and everybody's trying to find him and like uh he doesn't want to be found they won't leave him alone but you know but everyone i think that's what grabs you is those guys and then as i started doing i was like i go, wonder if there's others and then you know as i was going through high school and college i was just reading the internet really wasn't as big at that point because it really didn't like the whole internet thing and google and all that and Ulta vista you know that's how old i am like uh those weren't around and so you had to actually go to the library and you had to have find books and people weren't really writing books on these other creatures there is the main two and as i was finding these and like little tidbits here and there I was, and then just like lore i grew up in ohio uh, so we had we had like the grass man and we had like the Loveland frogs and we had Octo man and we had these different beans that but they weren't that big a deal at that time. And, and Mothman, obviously, mm-hmm. and which I don't I won't go on a tangent about the Mothman prophecy movie because that <laughs> was so upsetting to me. It was like oh. I was like I was really excited about it. And then it was like, but that's not what happened. What you happened? Know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But they tried. But. Uh, like so I knew those because that's the area I was living in so I knew those stories but there's no real books about it like tangible like uh, that were detailed and but so then as I got older you know then that kind of went to the wayside I got into you know I was working and I got married I had kids and really it wasn't till the pandemic and which is funny I was just telling the stories to my kids and my son is in college now and he, he kind of was one of the ones who was like, dad, you should be doing videos about this. Cause like, he goes, you make it so entertaining. Like he goes, you make it fun. You make it like, he goes, you make it believable, but you make it funny. And you like, you don't get too serious with it. Like, and he's all, his thing was like, when he watched these different shows a bit, bit, like they took it so seriously. He goes, but it's a fun thing, but it's so serious that like, he, you can't joke about it, but I would be joking, making jokes about all the different creatures but still telling the, 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 the story behind it. Mm-hmm. And he, and so I was like, oh, okay, I'll start doing that. So I started doing videos on Facebook about it. And then uh, my buddy, Seth, who I've worked with on and off on different projects. Uh, he came to me, he's like, dude, you should do a podcast. And I was just like, well, about what he goes, well, you know, just interview people. I go, yeah, but I go, I don't know if I want to interview cryptid, like cryptozoologists and those guys, because I Mm -hmm. think they may get mad at me because I do make jokes and I make jokes about all the monsters. I I, like, even in the books, I say little sarcastic things about it, Yeah, you know, but that's just my personality. And I was like, I I feel like if I did it, they would be kind of upset and they like be like, oh, oh, you're being, yeah. Cause I wasn't sure. Cause I hadn't, you know, done it. But then I met um, this uh, Sarah Cooper. She's the uh, Snallygaster museum. Uh, and she and I did one and she was like, just told me, she goes, you need to start coming to events because I kind of shied away from that because I was worried because of who I am. I, I just didn't know how they would take me because me coming in with my books and, my, and then being goofy and funny. And I even have a Snallygaster puppet, which is not with me right now, but I would <laughs> have him like I've done some videos with him where he yeah. like tells dad jokes. But I took him to a like couple events and he was kind of like that uh, Triumph the Insult Dog where he would go around talking to people and be 
insulting. I haven't like put any videos up of that yet. I plan to, but uh, like him just talking to other cryptid people about, mm -hmm. you know, basically upset how Bigfoot gets all the PR and like, he's like, you know, come on, I have tentacles, you know? And so, but <laughs> uh, so that, that, that's kind of how it's evolved. It started with Bigfoot. And then it, as I started reading more, I was like, man, people need to know about these other things, whether yeah. they were cryptids or even mythological creatures that, you know, everyone knows like the main mythological creature, but there's all these others. And obviously something was seen or done that they saw these like, and even like the Bible has them in them. And people are shocked by that. Like Leviathan and Bohemoth are probably two of the oldest written about monsters. Mm -hmm. And they're basically dinosaur. They describe like a dinosaur type thing. And mm -hmm. it's, they're both in the Bible. And so that, that blows people who go to church, their minds are like, what? And it's like, <laughs> neither did. And then people are like, oh, they meant, be, they meant like alligator and hippopotamus. The only problem is that in the same area, they talk about the hippopotamus and the alligator. Right, right. And so yeah. it's like, well, they knew what those were. This is not describing either one of those. And it's like, so try again. So I don't know. Well, when, when in all of that, would you say you, you actually started being a cryptozoologist? Like that's such a very specific, refined would, kind of part of the field. Yeah, you know? like I guess like really researching it yeah. would have been about within the past 10 years. Like I was always interested, always looking at, but like seriously, like like where I decided I really need to look into something. And I think it was what, what really did is when I moved, like I was from Ohio, I lived down in Florida for a while. And then we moved up here to Maryland and we moved to uh, a place right by South mountain, which is a, in Maryland is kind of a big deal. It's like, mm -hmm. there's so many folklore about that mountain. And I'd lived there, I think a couple of years and I didn't know the stories behind it. Like if people want to hear about it, like South mountain has, there's a guy named Michael Ziddle and he's considered the wizard of South mountain, uh, supposedly did all this hexes and spells. And he was a healer and all this hated by a lot of people, but also loved by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, depend where, like, if you get, uh, it, you don't know where to fall with him. Uh, I kind of think he was probably a good guy and he just got a bad rap, uh, just from what I've read. Uh, there's also the Snallygaster, which is the oldest and people, the people of New Jersey don't like this, but he's the oldest monster in the United States. He beats the Jersey devil by five years oh. and like stories of the Snallygaster came out before the Jersey devil. Mm -hmm. Then the thing, here's the next thing that's cool. The, there's the Dwayo, also lives on South Mountain, which is kind of a dog man. Before there was dog man, there was the Dwayo. He's also, the Hex Wolf is another name. But the cool thing is, which is, I, I've yet to find it, and I'm still looking. So the Snallygaster and Dwayo hated each other and were territorial, and they fought like Godzilla and King Kong. And so I think they're the only cryptids I know of that had mortal enemies. Like they were hated each other. Like I can't find anywhere else. There's no like stories of Bigfoot and Loch Ness fighting or yeah. anything like that. But but these two fought, and there's like records in newspapers about stories of it back in the 1800s. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, and then man. the that then there's also the Snarly Yow, which is basically a black dog, ghost dog or whatever. And they're on South Mountain. So there's these four things on this one mountain. And from my home, you look out my back window, you can see South Mountain. And I'd lived there a couple of years until I found out about this. And that's really what hit me. I was like, dude, I got to find out about this mountain. Because even there's like one book that I knew of, and it was South Mountain Magic by Madeline Dahlgren, mm -hmm. which she wrote in the late 1800s. 
And she had some of the stories, but I was like, I got to find out more. So I started really delving into the research. And that's, I think that's what really got me going and started researching all these different creatures and like the stories behind them and who saw what, when, and like, and the ones that fascinated me the most are the ones where people have no reason to tell this story. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like the Murphy Burrow mud monster. One of the parts of that is, which I, to me is fascinating is it happened in like in the seventies, I guess, I think it's late sixties, early seventies. But the first two people who saw it were a couple, but this couple were married to other people and were having a little rendezvous, saw this monster, went to the cops and told them everything. This but led them both to getting divorced. Now, like in the early 70s, would you risk your marriage to tell cops about a monster? Like, right, like right. why would you do that? Like, that's like, I mean, I'm just thinking it's like, of all the things to in a marriage, yeah, well, they were making out in a park, saw a monster. I'm out. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was, so my mind was like something. They saw something enough right. to scare them enough to ruin their marriages. You know, I mean, they're already ruining their marriages, but they took it to that next level. It's like they admitted it. So to the cops. And so they were in a no-win situation at that point. But so like stories like that really draw me into like, okay, something happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. there, there's no reason to make that up, you know. Yeah, so. well, yeah, obviously they saw something. M mistake or no, they did see yeah. something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, so before we get too far in this, I'm so excited okay. to have you just like tell us all about I, all of I, I can I know we can't vomit. No, no, no. I, I like that. But uh, before we get too far, just for, for any of my audience who isn't as familiar with the concept of cryptozoology, uh, this yeah. was one of my favorite episodes of yours, actually. I was just like mm -hmm. enthralled because you were able to just go through all of these aspects of it and really paint this picture of what it is. So for my audience's benefit, would you just give us a, a brief synopsis of what is cryptozoology? When did it start? Why did it start? Yada, yada, yada. Well, I, I, now I got to remember all the dates. Okay, I'm not going to remember the dates. But anyway, <laughs> okay. so basically cryptozoology is the study of kind of unknown animals. And it's the idea to, it's either to prove or disprove their existence. And, and what what they, the terminology hasn't been around, but in reality, uh, cryptozoology has been around for a long time. Uh, it's not something that's just recently happened. Uh, I think the gosh i'm gonna feel bad because you can research it there's a there was a man the guy who's considered the uh father of uh veterinarianism i think that's what it is he did all these drawings back in i think it was the 1500s of the anatomy of animals mm -hmm. and they're very accurate and he also happened to do weird drawings of like dinosaurs and things that he should not have been able to see and in and i I'll have to send you his name because I can't remember his name, but it's like it went away. But it's it was fascinating to me because like I always I had I was like, what? And then he some of his drawings when they found like a uh, fossilized skin and stuff was mm -hmm. accurate to what he drew. So he had drawn these kind of like skin things and different things and people kind of let it go. But like they accepted this part, this part, but not this part. Mm -hmm. And then. So he was kind of like a, a cryptozoologist, but basically it, it, the crypto, a cryptozoologist, like I said, they look for animals like, such as like the panda bear uh, was considered a fable. No one outside of the West or out of China had ever like 
seen or heard of it. And then suddenly they found it and right. oh my gosh, it's real. And the same thing kind of happened with the, uh, the silverback gorilla. It was the same thing. No one believed that was real. And so the guys who were studying it, trying to, like they technically would have been cryptozoologists. They didn't have that name on them yet because I said that terminology wasn't till like, I think the 1940s or 50s. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. It began with an H. Should know this. Oh, but, but Bernard um, Bernard Hubbellins. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he he's the one that really term took created terminology, and it, it mm -hmm. me and crypto is basically like secret or hidden, and zoology is animal. So it's hidden animals, and it's okay. animals, and and they're still fine today. Like even this year, uh, in France, uh, there was an island off of France, and there was this type of cat. And I know this sounds stupid, but these farmers had talked about this cat for hundreds of years. Science said it didn't exist. Wasn't there. Now, now there's no such thing, but they talked about it. It was very predatory. And about five years ago, they caught one. Mm -hmm. Well, they then did all the DNA testing, and they now, just this past year, said this has been confirmed. This is the cat they're talking about, and it's an it was an unknown line of feline. So there was a small island off the coast of France that has been talking about this thing for 100 years. And just now in 2023, they've confirmed this thing existed. I, I Yes, it doesn't have like three heads or anything, but still it was a hit. It's basically a cryptid. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It's si time, science, yeah. science said that it did not exist. It because you know, Yeah. Until it, it, it was did. impossible. Yeah. yeah they're like, mm -hmm. it, it was impossible. It couldn't. Mm -hmm. It couldn't. They're like, that was their thing. They're, it's the island's not big enough, blah, blah, blah. The food source. And the farmer's like, they're kill. It's killing our chickens and our other things. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh no, there's no way. And it's like, Boom, up, yep, it is. It's there, you know. And so, like things like that are happening, and there are places around the world that, like, we still haven't explored. Mm -hmm. uh, like in like different parts, even in America, there are like I know people like can't think outside of their like geographical area. But if you leave, if you just take an air flight from New York to you know L.A. Mm -hmm. and you look out, there are miles and miles and miles of places where there are no people, and you're just like even in the United States and there's tons of land for things to be there, oh, whether yeah. you want to believe it or not. Like, and if you go up North, like into Alaska, Canada, there's tons of areas. Like I know people can't get past like their town, but like, if, like if I just go to the Appalachian trail within like 30 minutes, I, I won't see a human being. Yeah. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm just in the woods surrounded by things making noise. I don't know what it is. I mean, I've never seen a Bigfoot, but he could be following me around. I have no idea. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, and, and if they live there as long as, you know, they've said they have, they know how to avoid you and they know right. how to be quiet. It's not like they're dumb, you know, even like a, a dog and a cat knows how to stalk to the point you don't hear it. So you don't think this thing that's lived in the woods can know how to avoid you and how to be quiet when it needs to. It's not like an idiot, just like, Oh, a tree bang. It's like, it, it's like, <laughs> it knows what it's doing. It's like, come on. It more than likely it is stalking you and you're not the one stalking it. It's probably like, okay, I see you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, yeah. You got to think if it's this apex predator. Yeah. Um, that's and been it, it would have for to be thousands of years like yeah, it's, oh, yeah it's got the ability to do that yeah sure. it, it knows what it's doing so. <laughs> yeah well yeah i just think the the possibilities are endless and um 
This might have been the same guy you were talking about before. I'm, I can't remember his name, uh, who I'm talking about. But there was there was a guy back uh, in the 1800. No, it wouldn't have been him because this was in the mm-hmm. 1800s. Was like like he was like there are no more four legged animals, large animals to be. Discovered, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, Ever again, we are all yeah, done yeah. discovering. And then yeah, of course, like you yeah. said, we're we're discovering them all the time. So yeah, well, well there was the same guy in the 1800s. It may not be the same guy, but there was another guy who said there is no such thing as a giant squid and oh, yeah. then it was it was literally 10 years after he said that they caught it mm-hmm. and and then he he never like replied to it and he was just like nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like brb and then nobody yeah. saw him yeah. ever again yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh so you uh along with like along with cryptids you you kind of border on some paranormal topics as well Mm -hmm. you know you've got you got a couple like uh uh, series on your website at least like you talk about ghosts and goblins and uh, and in one of the other series this is not the book but it's it's like a little video series called a happy little monsters they're Mm -hmm. they're short just like one minute clips Mm. one minute and under just bite size but huge lessons because each Mm -hmm. one you spend talking about a different creature or entity yeah. or concept and you introduced me to something brand new i'd never heard it before and it freaked me out will you tell Ooh. us about the Which hide but the hide behind oh the hide behind mm. oh i love that one that is actually now when i first heard about the hide line and this is funny it was uh my friend's son and his name's tucker i won't tell you the last name because i don't want people stalking it. <laughs> no, he's a great kid uh he that's his favorite monster and he was at t- asking me about it and i i had not heard about any and he had heard about from some book in harry, uh, harry potter book mm-hmm. which said say i i've not read any sorry people i just haven't read the harry potter series i've seen the movies but like it's in one of the books and i was like so in my mind i was like oh it's probably just made up by you know uh, uh, right right rolling or whatever i was like sure. oh and then i was like oh and he's like oh can you find out about it I was like, okay I'll, I'll i'll look it up and then i started looking it up and i was like well this is an actual something other than from harry potter it's 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 considered one of the fearsome critters which is there was this i i think there's about 13 or 14 of them which were uh, based around what like uh the lumberjacks would talk about seeing in the woods mm-hmm. and supposedly the hide behind is this one where uh if you actually saw it you didn't live to tell that you saw it because it would constantly be coming behind you and it is supposedly very tall but could blend in with the trees and it would slowly stalk up on you and then like just destroy you when it got you like just eviscerate you and you were like you know and then they find a dead body and and they're like, oh, the hide behind got Johnny. You know, well, it couldn't be anything else. Had to be the hide behind. But the best part about the hide behind, and this is my favorite part, is they said that the thing that could keep, like the best way to keep the hide behind away from you was whiskey. So the log, the lumberjacks would carry a flask of whiskey with them. And so then they could tell their wives, I got to take the whiskey with me or the hide behind will kill me. And do you want the hide behind? Kill? No. Okay. Then I need my whiskey. You know, so it was kind of to me, I was like, that's really ingenious at the time, but yeah. it's kind of funny. Like, but it, it, it's like, like this, like the descriptions of it range all over the place that they all are very tall. I know it's always tall. It has some animalistic features, which I, I thought was funny that they always said, if you saw it, you died, but then they did have a description. Mm-hmm. So, 
So obviously somebody uh, escaped the high. Somebody saw it. Yeah, Yeah. somebody saw it. Probably saw their buddy get killed. And, you know, it was like, well, it had this like wolf head and it's like 30 feet tall. And I was like, but uh, so it is a really cool story. It's I love stories like that, too, where they have a way to keep it away from you. And it usually involves alcohol. And it's like, especially (laughs) with the especially with the. uh, Well, actually, it's not true because they do have another one where it's the opposite. If you do drink a lot of alcohol this thing likes likes it and it comes after you because you've marinated yourself oh, okay so, so, so more of a cautionary tale yeah, yeah so yeah. so i think the wives made that one yeah and they're like yeah <laughs> this one will destroy you if you drank too much whiskey so yeah. you had to like you had to be balanced you could only have a little bit you know so i guess you depending on where you were in the world like okay here you can drink it okay you're here this is where this one lives. So don't bring your whiskey, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that, that, I don't know why that creeped me out so much. It, it, well, I think it, it's, it, it's the idea that it, it slowly starts because it's not yeah. fast. It mm-hmm. slowly creeps up on you and you would hear something and you turn and look, it's not there. Yeah. And you see nothing. And then suddenly it's like right on top of you. Yeah. And, and I'm surprised no one's made a movie about it because I think it would be like super scary. Like, absolutely oh that that would be a great movie yeah like uh, it it could be almost like the Blair Witch style where some guys go out to prove the hide behind is you know not real and then slowly one by one because you could do it in a way where you never see it because I think those are always the scariest films where you never see Mm -hmm. you just you just know what happens they they could even have the camera go like and like get destroyed and then come down and you just see the guy like blood going and he's like laying there and you have no idea what just happened <laughs> maybe i'll make it i don't know, I don't know. It, it was the now it's in my mind. head you yeah. should make it absolutely I'm, yeah we'll see we'll I'll, see I'll, just I'll something you. else to do <laughs> <laughs> just add one more thing onto the pile mm-hmm. of your already busy busy life um well as as one is going through all of the videos and and the uh, the audio, you know, the the podcast and listening to you tell these stories, it is quite obvious how passionate you are about this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, you just breathe a lot of life into it, and it, and it's just so much fun to watch and listen to. And I was something I was curious about going through it was I I was wondering where do you actually stand in regards to belief <clears throat> for some of these things. Mm. So, so, well, I believe that all of them are based on something like, like I said, like, I think somebody experienced something and especially like, you know, these old stories, I think there was something, uh, I think there are things out there that we still have not to say. I think there are like Bigfoot type things. I don't know where, I don't, I don't know what they're like. I don't know how they exist or how they're able to get around, you know, but there, there, there's evidence of something. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, I think it's just, you know, folklore that they've had for centuries and maybe there was something one time I, there's a, uh, I recently did one, uh, not to pump myself too much, but I did one on the thing called the wool there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I, as I was reading about it and, and it's basically, if people don't know, it's, it's a wolf man creature, but it's not a werewolf. He, he was never, never human. And then werewolf, he was always, but he was good natured. And he would bring food to people who needed it. And um, and he was not known to be aggressive in any way. And it was in Scotland. And the more I read about it, I started thinking, I was like, I wonder if, you know, and 
he existed and they was talked about in like the 1400s or whatever. I think that's when he was really popular. And I, I thought about that, that disease where people get where they have hair everywhere. You know, you had like the dog boy and stuff where they right. look almost animal-like. And I thought, like, I wonder if he, that's what he was. And he was kind of like an outcast. His family probably was like, oh my gosh, and got rid of him because they didn't know what was going on with him. And back in that day, I mean, yeah, I mean, they had their superstitions, probably thought he was cursed, but he probably had a good heart and he just saw people needed help and he would go do this. And he was like, became like this folklore thing of this dog man that was nice. And so I think there are things, um, and such as Loch Ness, I think there was something one time. I don't think there is anymore. I think they've, because just for me personally, I think they've searched that lake so many times and it's, or lock, don't call it a lake. They get Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But careful. They've, they've searched that lock so many Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. that they should have found it by now. Yeah, I don't think like especially they've done some words like full passes at something. And I know they said they saw a big thing, but I I think at this point, I think they can get out of the lock and into the ocean. I think there's ways. uh, I know some of them. I don't know about Loch Ness, but I know others. And I know other locks supposedly had monsters as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think at one point there was something and they Mm -hmm. went away. I mean, you got the story of like uh, St. George and the Dragon. I think it, there, he did kill or fought something. I don't think they would make that up, you know, I, and just to become a saint. I don't know. Maybe they would. I don't, but okay. I think there are, I think there are things out there. Uh, but I said, there are some that I just think are either over exaggerations. Mm-hmm. They may not be as big as people say they were. I think I'm one of these that I, I believe that there probably are still dinosaurs on the planet in certain areas. I, I just, cause I, I'm just like, I don't think they'd all die out. I just don't. I think, and if you do study on reptiles, like the, the bigger they're in, in kind of area they're in, the bigger they'll get. Mm-hmm. So like, if you have them a certain, they grow bigger. And if it's the right humidity, right heat, they can get really big. Mm-hmm. And then, but if it's, and I think cause the earth changes, cools, hot, cools in it. And we know that back when they were around, like the world was pretty much like a giant greenhouse, you know, cause they, they find like palm trees in Antarctica, like fossilized stuff. And they talk about it. So mm-hmm. at one point this earth was this giant encased, super hot thing. So these things just grew humongous and right. now it's down. Like they probably are in, like you said, the Congo has barely been, you know, like explored as well as Amazon. So they're probably not ginormous now. Now they're probably like the size of a horse, which it would be easier to hide in that area. You know, but they're still there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you reminded me, I I, I read a book recently. It was really intriguing. And now I'm going to butcher the name of this creature, but it was a, like a, looked like a plesiosaur. Plesiosaur, yeah. Plesiosaur, plesiosaur. But but kind of like little, little, smaller than you would expect, but like a group of them that were just in the most remotest, like area of the Amazon. And and like, like it would take you many, many miles to get in there. And that's why they hadn't been discovered. But, you know, because they were like underwater creatures or something. He made a really good case as to you know, these reports of these creatures and how they could actually still be there today. And I yeah. just thought that was really, yeah, interesting. So perhaps you are right, but a grain well, they, of truth. Well, well, the other thing that's interesting is like, uh, I had a guest on just recently and his, he's going to be on my podcast in a week or so, but like why well, I interviewed him, but that he, and he talked about the plesiosaur that, uh, 
people were talking about being in rivers in the mm-hmm. Amazon stuff, but there was this argument for the last time, well, they were seawater animals. Mm-hmm. Well, they now found fossilized proof that there was a freshwater variety. And oh. so that actually did live in rivers and they were smaller than the big ones in the oceans. And so they're like, uh, it was the same kind of creature, but it was a smaller version. It lived in freshwater. And so then it changes a lot of what we, so in science just recently came out and he was talking about how people talk about these things being in the Amazon river, these different areas deep mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. and be like, oh, there's no way they're saltwater animals or they were way bigger. It's like, well, right. now they know, wait, no, there was a smaller version that was a freshwater version. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so. the, the locals have been telling these stories mm-hmm. for, for years. So, and, and, yeah. and again, what do they have to gain? Um, they're not, they're right. not starting resorts to get you to come see them. You know, they want you to not come. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Usually locals are like stay away <laughs> but we've seen this no <laughs> all right all right well um with that uh i would love to spend some time talking about your awesome books so oh, yes. i got me a copy thank you very much yeah. uh, and i'll hold them up for the youtube audience here happy little monsters oh. volume one and two these yeah. are just <clears throat> listeners they're they just so well done hardcover uh the artwork is is kind of cool it's just put together so well um who, who did the artwork I, me you did oh wow. yeah I did, I did i did everything yeah so yeah i got my copies too oh yes yay. You, yay. Yeah. and then, and then, and then and? i just number three just came out yeah okay the reason three took so time is like people kept asking me about certain creatures that I hadn't done yet. And one particular was Braxy from West Virginia. And uh, oh yeah. There. Okay. Yeah, okay. Braxy, mm-hmm. uh, the Flatwood Monster. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do it, but I'm one of these like I I just didn't like how it was turning out. So I didn't have it in one. I didn't have it in two. And then finally I got it to look how I how it was described. Because that's my thing is I try and get them to look how they're described. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, I do all the artwork. I do everything on them just because I'm just like that. Like I, I've in other projects I've worked with other people and I'm just one of these, let's go, go, go. And then like some people don't keep up with me. And then, so I, I've learned to do it all myself. And then, <sighs> yeah, so oh, I do all I the mean, research, all the writing, I lay it out and then do all the artwork in it and the, that do is all that. That's, quite yeah. the undertaking. Yeah. Um, kudos, man. Uh, well, something that I did appreciate it. And I, yes, I've heard of uh, Flatwoods Monster. Absolutely. A yeah. lot of people have. But one thing yeah. I really appreciated about these first two volumes uh, mm-hmm. were the amount of cryptids and creatures that I had never heard of before. Oh, I cool, did cool. know they could have, they you know, they existed, that these stories existed, these origin stories. So... I um I went ahead and compiled a little list of oh, a couple no. because I thought it would be fun for my audience. Um, if I hadn't heard of them, they possibly haven't heard of them. And these sure. were these were some of the odder uh, concoctions <laughs> that yes. I came across. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a name. Yes. And you, uh, you I might have us... to look at the picture to remember. My, but oh, go ahead. <laughs> I can pull it up too here. All right. Um. Okay. So. This one was really uh, interesting. The Afonk. The Afonk. The Afonk. That, that's in book one, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that... that's a very... yeah I, 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 let me just look at him again. Sure, the, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's in uh, um, 
that's a Welsh folklore thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, this beast that it's huge. And it lived in a lake there and in Wales. And um, it is like the mix of a badger, a beaver and like a rat. And it's like, like just ginormous. It like, think of like a beaver, the size of like bigger than a cow. Mm -hmm. And, but it also has like sharp teeth, like the face, nose and stuff like of a rat and like and, and it's kind of not it's not friendly and um like from what the stories are like it if you see it you don't want to go near it uh but it, it lived in this lake and the locals talked about for hundreds and hundreds of years so you it was one of these like you just didn't go near and uh to this day they still talk about it, as though it's there I, it's not a big lake though but it is deep. It's like, well, all those lakes in England and Scotland, I think because of like the ice ages, I mean, they're not big this way, but they're like, they go really deep and there's caverns underneath them. Yeah. So like all of them have these areas where whatever's in them could escape and hide. And, but yeah, the Afonka is a, that was a cool one. Like that's one of those that I just stumbled across and I was like, uh, I can't remember. And I just thought it was, it was that was the first one I tried to draw and do and like I do it in Photoshop and I was like I'm gonna try and make this and then that's really I think that's really what spawned me to decide to do the books like I started doing that one and uh, the Snallygaster were the two that made mm -hmm. me like because I was like these look I want to try and make these how can and it was just me wanting to try and see if I could make it look like because I've seen drawing like I, I don't want to put down other people's books but I, I a lot of times when I would get a cryptid book or a book on cryptozoology, it would just be a lot of writing mm -hmm. and there'd be very few drawings, very few artwork. And I'm just one thing I'm very visual. Mm -hmm. And so when I get to a book, I just want to be like, I want to see stuff. And so when I started doing it, I was like, I want it. Like, I didn't want to write a ton because also part of it is I was like, I want you to go research it yourself and find out more like so here's here's a basic snippet of what this is this is what it, they say it looked like this is where it's located go at it have fun you know start researching yourself you know don't let me spoon feed you know but just just to me it was to have fun and to realize how cool the thing these things are you know these yeah. like the way they were described and like that was just a weird like i can here i'll pull it up so people can see it okay and you know I, I, that is I so so cool um just yeah, that, that, that you're able is, to yeah yeah take a look phone. at that uh anybody on youtube I, it's yeah. just crazy looking it's like a crocodile yeah. crocodile, crocodile beaver, beaver thing rat, rat thing. thing yeah it's got a lot going on and then <laughs> I, I made a little postcard yeah. <laughs> and that that's that's the actual lake it's supposedly found in and i found a picture mm -hmm. of the lake and i kind of made it look like he's still there chilling out and i'm not even going to try and attempt to say the name of the lake because it's actually named after him uh like it's i don't remember how that, it's yeah like i think linear funk or something like that and lanyard it's like old welsh and it basically means the home of the funk is what it I, I wouldn't to. I wouldn't have tried to to pronounce it either. I th I think yeah. that's right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Modern right. day Welsh people don't know how to pronounce their own stuff. Yeah. So just come to me. All right. Well, let's let's just do uh, let's do two more. I, I, had, sure. I had a long list. I'm so sorry, but well, you can let's do, do more. Two more. Okay. 
Um, well, because we're going to get into one more after this that I did oh, not. Oh. I, I, I don't know if oh, you're okay. expecting it or not. So I'm not. Um, this one, I just, I, I love the name. I love the names of some of these guys. It's a Weso Wahuhi. Weso oh, the Owl Cat. Yeah. The yeah. Owl Cat of North Carolina. I don't even have to look that one up. Okay. Now, uh, that one's, uh, that one's a really interesting, and I found out about, I had, is through a podcast. I had this guy, uh, uh, Jason Tapp, and he is on a, he does a show called Spooky Charlotte, and he does a lot of ghost stuff, and it, that's more his thing, and he's going to be on my show again, because we're playing, uh, like, he's just a lot of fun to talk to about ghost stuff, mm -hmm. um, and he asked me, had I ever heard of this, and I, I hadn't. And so there was, I went and I found some podcasts where some people briefly mentioned it. And then I just started doing some research and trying to figure out, cause some people had recently said they had spotted this thing. They thought it was a cat walking around on four legs and then it took off with wings and it was like a weird, and they had, and they're like, was that an owl? And like, they're confused because they swore it had a tail and it was walking like a cat. And then it just, took off and so i was like doing the research of that area mm -hmm. and uh i kind of gave it that name just because that's the indian term for uh owl cat so oh, it's okay. two different it's the two different words so it's owl cat and but it's the indian term for that but they in their mythology and in their stories they talk about a guardian spirit in that area mm -hmm. uh which was part owl part cat and they they actually taught they believed in this thing and and I thought it was interesting because there's not a lot written on it and I'm hoping there's going to be more people spotting it. The, so far, I've found four people who have claimed to seen this, and I found it through listening to other podcasts. They talk about seeing this thing, but no one has really done a lot of research on it. But I wanted to put it in there because I was like, I mm -hmm. like this is kind of a fairly new one mm -hmm. where. Um, people are just now saying it, but it actually does have history in the area. And so I thought that was cool because, you know, like I said, the Indian, the Native Americans were like all about it. And then uh, now people are seeing it in the area with, and they have no idea what it is or why. But the description they have it are similar to like the drawings that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Native Americans did. And, you know, they respected this spirit. So what it is, I don't know, but it is an interesting thing. Huh. Like, you know, same, yeah. same, same with Bigfoot. Uh, yeah. These the drawings of old and the legends. Yeah. That the exactly. thing they're seeing today is eerily similar to it. Yes. All right. All right. Well, I'll do. I'll ask one more off of the the odd concoctions list, and then uh, we'll end on a. It's a it's a personal ask of mine. One that I heard all on right. uh, on your. Um, I think it was the Monster Monday series. Oh. So, okay. Um, yes. All right. So this last odd odd one. Another uh, awesome name. A Wolpertinger, Wolpertinger. It's a rabbit squirrel. Oh yeah, that's in Europe. Uh, yeah, the yeah. European thing, and it, it's like uh, the jackalope on steroids. And <laughs> yeah. it's like it's got like it's got horn, it's got like antlers, it's got wings, it's part mm. rabbit, part mm -hmm. squirrel. It's it, and it's like an old old creature from like you know Europe, Europe, and. Uh, it looks cute. I, as far as I know, it wasn't aggressive of any kind. Uh, it was just, is one of those where they, they talked about like where you came across the saying, 
Uh, some stories were it was a good omen, some it was a bad omen. So you never knew, which is kind of sad. So you didn't know, should I be happy about seeing this or sad? And so uh, there are some more stories about that I didn't have in my book. I know that right before one of the battles, big major battle, some knight saw the Whopper Tinger and then he went on to win. And so that, and but then another one uh, man saw the Whopper Tinger and then his mother died. And so it's uh-huh. like, it's a bringer of omens, but you just don't know. I don't know if there's a, like they, I'd like to do more research on that to find out, was there like a color coding of some kind? Like is like a brown Whopper Tinger happy, a white one bad? Like, so it's like, I'd like to know more about that because it people didn't go out because it, because it just seemed to be like a bringer of omens to come, but you never mm-hmm. knew. And so it's like, mm-hmm. that's not helpful if you see it and you're like, okay, I don't know if this is good or bad. And if you're living your life determining what to do by what Whopper Tinger shows up, you should probably know <laughs> which one. It's like, oh, this is the right? good one. I, sh- I, I should invest in the Bitcoin because like, <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, or no, don't do it. That's the wrong one. It's going to be a bad thing. You know? Yeah, you know what? Only, maybe maybe yeah. it's maybe it's just it's it's easy enough to just understand it. It's a bringer of omens, neither good nor yeah. bad. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, just accept it's not it as a bad a neutral, thing. You know? It's a yeah. neutral party. Yeah. Just yeah. know that it it's letting you know something's going to happen, and yeah. you know, just live your life. You know, that's that's, that's all you yeah. can do, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, uh, anyone listening? Make a great pet. <laughs> oh gosh it's it's just such a strange looking thing rabbit oh, yeah, squirrel it, the, horns wings, wings fangs wings. i believe yeah oh yeah and, it had like like uh, like little like, fangs and like chicken yeah, legs didn't have chicken yeah, legs. yeah 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 chicken yeah. Legs. yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. let, me right, see, well, let me see if i can find it yeah find the picture uh, yeah, and yeah. while you're doing that, um, listeners and viewers on YouTube, I hope that gives there you just a little taste. Yeah. Isn't is. that crazy looking? Yeah, there he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Living in the woods taste. there. He's just happy. He's happy so, in the forest. So these are some of the creatures, monsters, what have you in the series, at least the first two volumes of Happy Little Monsters by our lovely guests here. Uh, So do check it out. There are so many more um, and a lot more to learn in there. Now, this last one I'm going to ask you about. This is just yes. just for my own sake. Uh, I Like I said, I watched it on the uh, Monster Monday series. Yes. And I just loved, I, I, maybe loved isn't the right word. I found the origin story very interesting. And this creature is called the Man Squatch. Oh, the Man Squatch. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great one. It's a great story. Uh, you do it very I even, well. I even, did, I even did a song about it. Uh, oh. uh, I'll have to send you the link to the song. Do I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. add it to um, the I, I, uh, I did, I did, yeah, I did a music video about it and oh, uh, I wrote gosh. the song and I, my kids helped me videotape it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story of the man squatch is, and it's ridiculous and I don't think it's true at all, but it's such a funny story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the idea was it, cause you usually hear it the other way around how this happened. Like usually it's a male sasquatch carries off a woman you know to whatever yeah it's an animal Mm -hmm. but in this story it's a male hunter who got drunk and got busy with a female sasquatch and and, uh a few months later you know she birthed a half man half sasquatch Mm -hmm. and now this this beast is not 
not huge like Bigfoot. He's like, you know, five foot something, but he's hairy, got a lot of male characteristics and, uh, and he wanders the woods and he's just out there. He's just having fun. He's li- living his, living his best life, just but he's part man. Life. Yeah, mm-hmm. Man squatch, you know, <laughs> and he's just having the best time. And, and I thought it was hilarious. I thought the story was funny. And like, I, I, I'm 99% sure this is not a true story. And so, but it was so much, it was like, I couldn't, couldn't resist it because it's just one of those fun, funny, to me is funny. And so then I, then I actually wrote the song about the man squatch. And, uh, at one point I was going to do a mockumentary on it and I, I had started this whole mockumentary documentary on it and I just, I'd never finished it, but, uh, it probably is good because I made the man squatch kind of look like Tom Cruise with a lot of hair. And (laughs) my wife was always like, you're going to get so sued if you release this. (laughs) And so I just haven't done it, but maybe I'll, I'll do it, you know, and like, maybe he'll, he'll be fine with it. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I was having so much fun with it when I read it. It it was one of these, I was just like, this is so ridiculously stupid, but funny. I got to do it. And it was just, it was something I found on her. And it was like on Reddit or some, board someone had talked about it mm-hmm. like asking people have they seen the man squatch and then he kind of went into the story of it and i was like oh my gosh this is too good to like not go for it and i haven't found anything else more about it but you yeah. hear about wild man wild men all the time sure sure and yeah so it's it maybe chalk it up as a wild man and but you know but Very if you type well. in man squatch there's i think there's a band name that now too and like, so I think other people picked up on the name. So mm-hmm. if you Google man squatch, you can start, there's other things out there talking about it. So I, I was like, okay, so other people heard it and thought it was cool and went with it. And I was just like, I'm going to tell the story of what I heard. So here it is. You know, <laughs> it is. It pro- it's just great. Yeah. It's a great he, story. Yeah. He hasn't made it into the books yet. Yeah. Right. I, right. I probably should bring him in to one, maybe in book four or five. I'll, oh, you I'll, gotta, that the I'll world deserves to know about no, man. man. Yeah, yeah. 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 They do. I mean, and he needs more PR. I think his like dad, Bigfoot or his uncle, Bigfoot, because it can't be his oh, dad, or maybe oh, it's his true. stepdad. Ooh. And his stepdad is like, my wife got busy with one of those hairless dudes. And now I got this kid. I have to take care of and feed. <laughs> like you know he's bitter that's why he doesn't want to come around he's like because he knows what we do he's like you guys get drunk and sleep with my wife yeah so bigfoot that's why he doesn't like us that's why he's mad yeah yeah and that's why he's always hiding he's like (laughs) he's like honey we're supposed to hide from them not sleep with them oh man she couldn't resist you know you probably like we're not prepared for the turn this just took Oh man. All right, Mr. Mr. Fedora. Yes. Uh we this has been so much fun. Uh we are near oh, it's the, been a blast. Near the end. Um, it is time for our final questions, final thoughts. <clears throat> okay, and let's uh, go. and I've got some special things ready for you. This, so this is like lightning round. This is yeah, yeah. Well, you know, take your time if you want to answer, okay. you know, fuller, right. but uh yeah, generally it's a little quicker. Right. Uh so first okay. question designed specifically for you. Okay. The Dwayo and Snellygaster, bitter yes. mortal enemies, yes, are in a fight to the death. Who wins? Please explain your answer. Okay, they seriously, who would win? It would be the Snellygaster, and the reason is that he's bigger. He also flies, so I think the Snellygaster would easily just grab the Dwayo 
And even if he's hurt, what could take him about, you know, two, 300 feet and just drop him, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, the Dwayne's a cool dude and fighter, you know, he's in it to win it. He's, he doesn't have it. like, there's no way he could. I think in the end, Snagaster, like if he has to, he's just going to fly way up, drop him and then splat, you know? Very, very uh, well thought out. Very well put. Yeah, I, I have thought I, about that probably more than I should have. I, I thought you might have, yes. <laughs> All right. Second question for you. Would you please tell us a cryptid dad joke? A cryptid dad joke. Let's see. Be- All right. Why Why are Bigfoot's glutes so good? Glued so good or but you know but is that glutes or oh glutes? glutes okay yeah yeah why right, why why are bigfoot's glutes so good i don't know because he does sass squatches or sass is that right yeah <laughs> yeah uh squatses sass squatches <laughs> there we go i couldn't okay. even do it right no bigfoot i put has you good on glutes because the... he does sass squatches it's hard to say it's a hard word. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Tongue tie. Too many S's. I, I put you on the spot, but, no, uh, but you, you, you did deliver. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It Thank was, you. that was very dad jokey. All right. Final one for you. It is, yes. uh, it is October. It is spooky season. <clears throat> yes. Uh, the, the veil between the world of the living and the dead is about to be very thin. Would you yes. please tell us a ghost story? Yes. I, I, I told you before we said, I have a personal one. And this takes place back when I was like 18 or 19. I I worked at, uh, it's called the U.S. Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio. And there it's the largest Air Force Force Museum in the world. They have more planes and rockets and stuff than even the uh, Smithsonian's Air and Space Museum. It's ginormous. And if you ever get to Dayton, it's it's a must-see. It's really cool. Well, I worked there and I... Uh, became friends with the guards there who were all uh, military, like Air Force police. They're called SPs. I don't know what that meant, but they're basically like MPs, but for the Air Force. And they would guard it, and they would tell me that how they wouldn't patrol inside the museum because it, like, they had instances of things. And one of the stories was uh, back in the day, uh, one of the bombers that dropped uh, the bomb over. Yeah, I think I think it was over uh nagasaki because i think the one that dropped the one over her hiroshima is here at the air and space museum in dc but they have the one that dropped the one over nagasaki and it could be flipped i could be wrong but it's one of the two anyway the story is that when you walk back there there's these giant uh lights that were like uh fluorescent lights and they're huge they weigh a ton but at night it would swing like a pendulum like this over the thing and it was only at night and um there's no air ducts anywhere and there's all these other ones and they're completely still they're not moving at all and that's the story and and supposedly if you go to the back area you would see a little uh japanese child crying underneath and so uh, i always worked during day and i heard the stories well there was an event where i ended up getting to work at night and I was talking to SP and he goes, well, you want to go back there and see if it's going? And I was like, sure, let's do it. And so we walk back, we get around the corner and we get right into the opening of the hangar and we look up and that thing, no lie, was going like steady, like, Ooh. 
and it's huge. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, just looking and all the others are completely still. And I, he goes, you want to go back and see if there's any, like a little kid crying under? I was like, no, I don't, I don't want him. Now <laughs> this guy had another story that he had patrolled one time and there's a B-17 bomber mm-hmm. right next to it. And he was patrolling and cause he was just like Mr. Badass and he, he, he didn't, he's like, that's not going to scare me. So he went back and all of a sudden he heard like a click, 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 click. And he turns and looks and the machine gun from the B-17 bombers pointed right at him. And it sounds like someone's pulling the trigger. Uh-huh. And he said that was the last time he ever went back there. He'll oh, never again. <laughs> I do have one other story if you want to hear it. Sure. Yeah. Last one. Last one. Okay. This, okay. this one involves my grandma. When my grandma got married, uh, her cousin Eddie had promised her uh, this china that was, I think it was her dad's or her mom's, and he had it. Well, he had died, and no one knew where the china was. And one night, like right before her wedding, uh, and she's really upset because she wanted it, you know, for her family. But, you know, he had died a couple years earlier. Well, she was laying in bed, and she felt someone like tap her like foot. And she looked up, and it was her cousin Eddie. And, you know, he'd been dead a couple of years and he just said, hey, Charlotte, it's in my attic in, a th- in and he told her exactly where this stuff was. Mm-hmm. And then he was gone. And so she was just like, OK. And so the next day she got up, went to his house, talked to his wife. They went up into the attic, found the box and there was the china. Wow, dude. Yeah. So it was like and that that and my, my grandma would tell you about that like she she passed on now but like mm-hmm. it allows one of her stories that she remembered like him coming tell her exactly where to find it oh. so i thought that was always a cool one like but mine was kind of fun you know pendulum oh. lights and stuff but. no i i loved both of those thank you yeah. so much I, I just love stories like that too yeah um yeah just no something something to it man something's going yeah. on yeah i think that i think there's afterlife i think we're, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's a whole other conversation. Well, we'll yeah, have to talk yeah. about it on your show. I don't know. Yes, I'm, exactly. I'm down. Yeah, I'll have I'm to have it. you come on. All right. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for those. And uh, thank you for having me. This is fun. Uh, of course. Of course. This has been so much fun. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you, find you online, and where to pick up these books? Well, I'll start with the books. All the books are on Amazon. You can either get a hardback, I think hardbacks are 20 paperbacks i think are 15 or 16 i have to look sorry if i'm not exact but i try to keep everything 20 and under because i know you know people you know you know that's money you could be using somewhere else so you know i try to keep it and that's also why i'm doing it in volumes as opposed to one giant one and you can thank my wife for that because i was just putting stuff together that's also why i was able to put out three this quickly because i had everything done and then she's like you should do volumes because that's going to be a very expensive book the way you're doing it and to print that up with all the because everything like i said everything there's it's all colored and you know it's all like you know the photos and her pictures and everything are all colorized in uh so that's on amazon uh you can find me on youtube i think it's uh the, if you type in the Fedora files or Fedora CRT, you'll find me on YouTube. And then if you go to Instagram, it's G dash Fedora crypto, I believe. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll be sure to get, right. get to, yeah, I'll yeah. double check. And, and I, I, I know those are that it's all that like G dash Fedora crypto, which I didn't think about when I did it, because now I get people who are all into cryptocurrency, always asking me questions and I tell them I don't. I don't know anything <laughs> about cryptocurrency. Sorry. Oh, yeah. 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 
it's a, yeah, like that story in my life. I write things and then it's like, oh, I should have thought that through and like maybe called it G Fedora cryptid. Although, that, no. although they do now make actual like crypto cryptocurrency. Oh, there, really? there's, nice. I, I saw something. I think it's, I think it is, it's an image of Sasquatch and I cannot, nice. I, I want to say they just call it cryptocurrency, but it's like, you know, a play on nice. the actual, well, I, yeah. I might have to invest in it. I will look and see if I see the Wolpertinger and if it's a white <laughs> one, I'm buying, I am buying. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. Follow <laughs> me for more financial advice of using <laughs> monsters to determine your future. <laughs> okay. So. All right, uh, Gregory, would you like to leave us with any final thoughts, words of wisdom, or a piece of advice? Piece of advice. Uh, I think the biggest piece I, I would say is always just don't mentally grow up. You can't stop yourself from physically growing up, but mentally be like a kid, which a, a, a child is so open to people and wanting to learn and wanting to know things. And they're inquisitive. Like my, all my kids and my nephews and stuff, they're always asking why, how, when, where, why is it this way? I think as we get older, we st stop caring about those things. But I think keep wondering why, how, and when, because we don't know, like things are changing all the time and we're learning new things all the time. So I think it's just be like a kid, always ask questions and look for the answers and if you don't like the answer, keep looking because sometimes the answers change, you know, like we learn that daily. Like we learned something 10 years ago. Now we're like, oh, it's not that way at all. So, you know, constantly look and ask questions. That's it. Gregory Fedora, host of the Fedora Files, author of Happy Little Monsters. Uh, hang on. After we uh, we finish this, we're going to jump backstage and talk about Bigfoot. But for now, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I, I'd love to be on anytime you want. Thank you so much to Gregory Fedora. I had a lot of fun getting to talk with you, and I cannot wait to have you back on. Maybe there's some Christmas cryptids needing to be addressed in our near future. Hmm? Listeners, please visit his links that I have included below. Check him out. Take a look at his website, fedoracrt.com. It's very entertaining. There's something over there for everybody, I promise. Uh, Gregory did, in fact, also join me backstage on the Patreon. And we did, in fact, talk Bigfoot. Why have we not found the body? How is he so successfully elusive? How has he consistently evaded our attempts to find him? Gregory had some thoughts. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash ParanormGirlPod, yo. Follow the show at ParanormGirlPod on all socials and YouTube. Don't forget to shoot your spooky story for the Halloween live stream to paranormgirlpod at gmail.com. Please note that it's for the live stream anywhere in your message. With that, we will wrap today's episode. Next week, we are talking about signs and evidence of Sasquatch. See you guys Tuesday. Stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open.